It's time for Dishing Up Nutrition with licensed nutritionist Darlene Kavist. Each week, Darlene explains the connection between what you eat and how you feel. Stay tuned to hear practical, real-life solutions for healthier living through good nutrition. Dishing Up Nutrition is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. Slow down, you move too fast. You got to make the morning last. Just kicking down the cobbles. <laughs> <laughs> right. Fibromyalgia. Fibromyalgia. You know, that's why some people just call it FM. Yes. Yep. Sometimes it's easier that way. Yeah. yeah. So fibromyalgia is it's kind of like a chronic disease that causes neuromuscular pain and generalized fatigue. Um, clients complain of being achy all over and very tired. A lot of times they, they, they think they have the flu, you know, but it just never goes away. So, and actually fatigues you know, can, can start from morning to night. Like as soon as they roll out of bed, you know, sometimes it gets better, but no, it just, it keeps going. I just had a client like that yesterday and exactly. Yeah. She's tired all day. Yeah. She just never gets that, that, you know, that sense of well-being. Yeah. That back. sense of well-being. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, and the cause or causes, cause there can be several of fibromyalgia has not necessarily been discovered and no official medical care has been developed, but we know better. Don't we Dar? <laughs> yes. <laughs> You know, we've been working with hundreds of clients with fibromyalgia. You know, there are many nutritional solutions to lessen or to eliminate symptoms. And that's basically what people want. They want less symptoms. They want to feel better, Mm -hmm. right? How Mm -hmm. how they did before. So, and fibromyalgia, these are just some facts for everyone, but it affects about 10 million Americans and about 80% are women. That's kind of interesting in itself. 80% are women. That's crazy. Um, and again, common symptoms people might experience with fibromyalgia are generalized aches and pains. Um, clients often tell me they feel like they have the flu, but it never goes away. Again, it's that achiness, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm sure some people can get a fever from it too, depending on their immune system and everything else. So, um, you know, and I find most clients with fibromyalgia have sleep problems. Yes, I've seen that. You know, they're often exhausted. They can't get to sleep, you know, and they can't, you know, they they can't stay at a sleep. They, yeah. they wake up they often. Wake up. And many clients tell me they're very light sleepers. You know, like <laughs> if their dog rolls over on the floor, <laughs> not even in bed with them, but even on the floor, they wake up. Right. And you know what, Dar, I've always been like that. Oh. Um, well... It's worse now that I have kids, so I think it's just a mom thing. But so you're a surface sleeper. I'm a surface sleeper. I don't think it, it's hard for me to get into REM sleep, except for last night. I slept great. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> and, I mean, people with fibromyalgia usually complain of constipation, yes. diarrhea, and even acid reflux and bloating. And they often get diagnosed with irritable bowel syndrome because we're not sure what's going on. Yep, and that's irritable bowel syndrome is just another term when... I know they don't know what to call it, so they just say irritable bowel. (laughs) Yep. So, you know, because of a lack of sleep and pain, anxiety often follows. So it isn't uncommon for people with fibromyalgia to suffer from depression. Right. So this is a whole, you know, they're tired, they ache, they have anxiety, they have depression. Right. You get into this vicious cycle of, you know, your body can't fully rest. Yes, exactly. And... As with many other chronic conditions, such as fibromyalgia, um, it may start after an illness or often sometimes a physical trauma, um, such as an auto accident or even an emotional trauma. If you're going through a death in the family or a divorce, anything like that can actually trigger these 
these fibromyalgia symptoms. And I have noticed just working with a lot of different women, and it, as it is, 80% are women, and usually that are that's who we're seeing. Right. But even after, you know, like maybe three, four pregnancies, one yep. right after another. Totally. If, you, <laughs> if your body can't recover after all of those things, that's not a good thing. So I find <laughs> that when I'm counseling clients with fibromyalgia, you know, I must really be a detective to determine the cause and find a solution to the problem. Right. So, again, my goal is always to help people sleep through the night and become pain-free. Yeah. Well, you get, you're sleeping through the night, your depression lifts, mm-hmm. you're, you don't have as many aches and pains. Right. So we, we always have to get down to the bottom. Yeah, you have to peel the layers away. Mm-hmm. Yes. So let's look at these symptoms again. All right. So a lot of people suffer from the body pain. That's a huge characteristic of fibromyalgia. Lack of sleep, depression, the irritable bowel syndrome might take over. And one we haven't mentioned that my clients complain of is fibro fog. Oh, yes. You know, the, Anna, <laughs> the first time I heard that word fiber fog, I said, fiber what? what? <laughs> and then I thought, oh, I get it. They just can't think clearly. They walk around in a mental fog. Now, tell me, I'll be honest here. Tell me if you haven't had some of that with three little kids that didn't let you sleep. Totally. Yes. In the past year, it's been bad. And that's why um, for a while I told Dara I can't be on the radio because I just can't think that early in the morning. <laughs> I'd be like fumbling over my words. It would not be pretty. So, Anna, how old are your kids again? Um, they're, Isabel's almost six, four, six. and 20 months. All right. Yeah. So they're actually older now that, yeah. you know, it's easier, isn't it's it? It's easier, definitely. Yes. More manageable. <laughs> <laughs> so, but another behavior I've noticed that people with fibromyalgia are concerned about is their high level of carbohydrate cravings. Yes. And I mean, we see this in a lot of people, but this group particularly, they feel they need their muffins or cookies or candy bars or just plain chocolate, bags of chips every day. And of course, many start to gain that weight, which makes them even more depressed. So if you're experiencing fibromyalgia symptoms, where should you start to recover? That's always the question. Yes. As many people know, the medical experts have not really developed a magical prescription to take away the pain Mm -hmm. or fatigue. So what we want to do today is start with the simple and work to the complex. It has been known for some time that if... Now, this is kind of an interesting thing as I was researching. (laughs) It's always interesting. (laughs) This is interesting. You know, if you're brushing your child's hair and it... And they have a lot of pain. Mm-hmm. That's a vitamin D deficiency, as indicated. That's crazy. You know, I wish I'd have known this 35 years ago <laughs> when I was brushing my daughter's hair, and she was crying because it was painful. Yeah. If we had known about the importance of vitamin D, then, but we've only known about it maybe for the last five or six years. Yep. If we had known about it then, I think getting <laughs> Christy ready for school could have been much easier. You're right. You're right. <laughs> so now do you have, do, have you noticed that with your kids at brushing? Yes. Isabel the worst. And I don't know uh-huh. if, it, uh, you know, but she won't let me do it every day. I'm like, what is wrong? These aren't even bad snarls. So it's like you have to take so, her in right away and get her vitamin D yeah. level checked to see. Because she may be one that is not absorbing her vitamin D very well yeah. and may need more. Because Genevieve doesn't do that. Yeah. Good to know. 
So, you know, some of the recent studies indicate a lack of vitamin D may create ongoing muscle pain. Wow. Just just a lack of vitamin D. Yeah, That's pretty that simple. Simple thing. So, like, it's coming out in your hair pulling. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like it hurts. It hurts. It's almost excruciating. And it isn't just a behavior. Right. It's real. I'm like, <laughs> what the heck? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Well, I'm going to have to get her vitamin D level checked. Um. Well, Dar, I think it's time for our first break. Okay. I think we'll take it now. All right. Um, so you are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. And this year, because of the early spring, many people are complaining about seasonal allergies and are wondering what they could possibly do nutritionally to control the symptoms. Uh, we have several suggest- suggestions that we will share as we go out to break and as we come back from break. And really, seasonal allergies are usually a sign that your immune system is not working as well as you would like it to. And it is especially important at this time to reduce your sugar and processed carbs intake. Um, sugar and processed carbohydrates are well known to reduce your immune function. So eating meat, fish, and eggs along with a variety of vegetables increase your immune function. So if you have questions about fibromyalgia for us today, please call us at 651-641-1071. We'll be right back. If you're like me, you try to eat right, but the definition of healthy eating seems like a moving target. Should I eat low-carb or low-fat? Do eggs and butter raise my cholesterol? Is coffee good after all? Don't rely on sound bites and infomercials for something as important as your health. You deserve recommendations based on biochemistry. Nutritional Weight and Wellness is offering My Talk 1071 listeners a complimentary e-newsletter that is chock full of nutrition information and tips. The Weight and Wellness Way newsletter provides sound information and practical strategies from a nutritionist's perspective. Learn a natural approach to healthy eating based on real whole foods you buy at the grocery store. All this and best of all, it's free. To subscribe to the complimentary Weight and Wellness Way e-newsletter, go to weightandwellness.com and enter your email address. Then watch your inbox every month for nutrition news and special offers that will help you look and feel your best. For information on other services at Nutritional Weight and Wellness, call 651-699-3438. Well, welcome back to Edition of Nutrition. I have discovered a proven solution to your chronic sinus congestion. You know, researchers found 93% of patients with chronic sinus problems show signs of a fungal infection. And we have two great solutions that will give your sinuses the all clear from your sinus symptoms of nasal, drainage, headaches, sore throat, and forehead pain. For fast and effective sinus relief, take one Sinotrol with each meal and two tablespoons of aquaflora in water. You know, both supplements will give you fast-acting symptom relief. Sinotrol and two tablespoons of aquaflora will relieve your sinus congestion. So if you have questions for us today, uh, you can call us at 651-641-1071. Or if you have questions on these products, call our office at 651-699-3438. And we're talking about fibromyalgia. And you had a great example that you were talking about one of your yes. clients yes. during break, Anna. So one of my clients had, she had went in, she was having severe muscle pain. She couldn't get out of bed, um, very, very fatigued. And she went in to have her vitamin D level checked and they couldn't even find a trace in her bloodstream. So and normal should be. <laughs> normal. Well, normal should be from like 30 to 80, but 
it's optimal at 50. So, yes. I mean, you know, if you can't find even a trace of it, that's really, really bad. And so what was she experiencing? What so, was- I mean, she, her, the pain that she was feeling was so bad that it was keeping her in bed. And okay. then she had no energy. So yep. that didn't help either. Um, and and these, these sound like fibromyalgia symptoms. Yes, totally. It, exactly. Totally. And so she, um, she finally got on mega doses and, you know, and I, I worked out a nutrition plan for her and, you know, we got her better, but within a week she was feeling totally different. Just by getting some vitamin yes. D back into her system. Right. So, I mean, it can be something as simple as, like Dar said, as vitamin D. Yes. So, and Dar, you were talking about some recent studies mm-hmm. showing you know, vitamin D can cause the, the debilitating muscle pain I was just talking about with the with my client. And in fact, um, Dr. Gregory Plotnikoff from the Penny George Institute, which is actually located here in Minneapolis, examined 150 patients suffering with severe chronic pain in 2002. And 93% or 140 of 150. That's a lot. <laughs> that's huge. <laughs> were deficient in vitamin D. Five of those patients had not detectable levels of vitamin D in their bodies, like oh. my client. Yep. So very s- similar. And their symptoms included low back pain, weakness, fatigue, insomnia, depression, and headache and chest pain. So even chest pain, that's kind of scary. Mm-hmm. Yes, ex- so, exactly. I mean, so I would say as a nutritionist, I would consider vitamin D deficiency a simple solution. Yes. You know, my question to a client with fibromyalgia you know, this is my first question. What is your vitamin D level? <laughs> you know, if it isn't between 50 and 80, I recommend adding vitamin D or take a trip to Hawaii and stay for a month. <laughs> that sounds good to me, man. Or I'd maybe do that. six months or whatever. <laughs> yeah, if you, can, if you can allow six months, that'd be awesome. Uh, so, but remember Dar said we are working from the simple to the complex. And restoring sufficient vitamin D is a simple but powerful solution to pain and fatigue. Um, but... I want to kind of move on to a more complex issue, but Dar, we do have a, cl- a question about vitamin D. Should we take it? Oh, okay, Let's sure. Take it. That would be great. Okay. Diana. Everything's working here today. Oh, <laughs> hello, good. hello, Liz. Do you have a question about Hi, vitamin D? I have fibromyalgia. I've had it for years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was even prescribed a Darvacet. <laughs> oh yes, and it didn't really help much, did it? Well, you look like a zombie. <laughs> and then I finally saw an internist who said, you don't want to take that. That's a, nar- you know, that's a narcotic. Right. Uh, um, the best prescription I had was from a neurologist, and that was in a heated pool. That helped me okay. considerably. Okay. And as for this vitamin D, I, I am an elderly lady, and I asked my doctor for the vitamin D test. He says, if, do you have osteoporosis? I said, no. Then the insurance will not pay. Well, you know what? I I think that's terrible, frankly. I do, too. I mean, that, that would, I would be a preventative. Honestly, I would just go and have it taken my, yourself. It's not going to cost, it shouldn't cost you more than about $40 to have well, your vitamin D level it. checked. And, you know, if it's low, it's it it's, could be the cause of your fibromyalgia. And it's a simple solution to get vi- mm-hmm. vitamin D back into your system. I I do take vitamin okay. D oh, do because you I listen to you all the time. Okay. okay. <laughs> you know, it's interesting. I've had so many people coming in lately that have been deficient, had been deficient in vitamin D. And some of these people are actually taking 10,000 mm-hmm. IUs of vitamin D now this winter really? to keep their level up to that normal range because yeah. they're going back and their doctor is actually 
testing them every few months to make sure that that's staying at that normal level. Yes. And, you know, I'm always a little bit more conservative with people. I always say 4,000 in I use in the winter and 2,000 in the summer. But, you know, maybe that isn't enough for a lot of people. So, yes, if people can get their vitamin D level checked by their doctor a couple of times a year, it is so much more beneficial to them, and and it helps us know how much people should be taking. Yes. Well, I'm going to ask for that next time. And I do sit out in the sun when it's nice. Good. Uh, Early morning for 15 minutes. I live in an apartment. They all know I'm out there getting my vitamin D. (laughs) Good. Well, you know, they say the best time is between 11 and 1 Mm -hmm. in the middle of the day. Yep. Yep. To get your vitamin D. Good. Yes. Well, thank you for the call. Thanks, Liz. Thank you for your program. Okay. Thank you for listening. Bye. So I think, Anna, we were talking about sleep before yes, we started. Yes, we were we just were... going to start talking about sleep. Okay. So, and a lot of times, Dar, as you know, you've seen lots of clients with sleep problems. Oh. It can be super complex. Yes, it can. It can be, there can be m- multiple factors. So, um, and <laughs> Dar mentioned this before, but I've struggled with sleep uh, probably on and off for the past five years. It's and how old's your oldest? <laughs> my, my oldest is almost six. So <laughs> yeah, you know. But of course. I mean, you know, my my, you know, my almost two year old. He still every once in a while wakes me up, and oh, it, sure. it might be a couple times a night. So, yes. um, but I just this past three months, I started getting back on a regular sleep schedule, and I feel like I'm a new person. Okay. Um, so and I and I really just had to start taking magnesium again. I. You know, I I couldn't do without it. Right. So, and um, and in the in the past, you know, I'm one of those people who has to take you know 800 milligrams for me to actually get into that deep REM sleep. Um, so and this lack of sleep, you know, in the past caused weight gain, caused severe cravings, caused the brain fog that we were talking about the fibro fog, and it it made losing my baby weight a lot harder. Okay. I didn't lose weight for a good year after I had Luke. So I think that's an interest an important uh point, Anna, mm-hmm. that if for listeners. Yeah. That if they are not sleeping um a minimum of seven hours, yep. ideally eight to nine, that their metabolism is going to slow down and it's gonna be more difficult to lose weight. Much more difficult to yeah. lose weight. Um, you know, we think, uh, I see, you know, the night nurses, mm-hmm. they really struggle with gaining weight easily because they're trying to live on five or six hours a night. And I think, I bet if we took a survey that there would be a lot of night nurses that also have these aches and pains in their body. Yep. So, you know, sleep is so important. It's huge. Yes. And I always know if I don't get enough sleep. My cravings are terrible, and I know how I know how to curb it, but it's it's still like I'm still thinking about sure. it, sure, all the time. So, so you know, listeners who have either taken our weight and wellness classes or have a, had a consultation know that we encourage people to eat a bedtime snack for better sleep. Yes. So you know, it's usually something like a half a fruit with a little cream or nuts with a, you know, or maybe a fruit with some avocado. Yes. And that will help people sleep deeper. Mm-hmm. because it helps to maintain that normal blood sugar level yes. throughout the night. Yes. So that means you're not going to be waking up. You're going to be sleeping. Yes, and actually <laughs> against what all the low-calorie diet people say, 
having a bedtime snack actually helps you lose weight. Yes. Isn't that amazing? I know. And and I like to throw out Oralee's um, famous, uh, her famous snack that she does at night. She does a half an avocado and a little bit of salsa on there. Uh-huh. And it's delicious. Good idea. Uh, and a little, I, little carbohydrate, a little fat. little fat. Exactly. Yep. And it's great for diabetics. So, so that proves that losing weight is more than calories in and calories out, isn't it? Yes. Gary Tobbs, you are totally right. <laughs> so <laughs> um, I want to talk about magnesium before we have to go to a break. So the first supplement I usually recommend, and Dar, I know as well, for staying asleep is magnesium glycinate. Uh, most people need 400 milligrams of this magnesium glycinate at bedtime but some people need as much as 800 to 1,000 milligrams. Yes, and I've had clients that we've had to go up to 1,000. Yep. How? I, I was at 800 for 800, a while. Yes. Yep. So, and I've been able to cut back to about four, 400. But again, it was just getting myself back into that that uh, sleep, good sleep cycle. So. so, Anna, maybe what, let's just talk just a little bit more about magnesium before we go on break. Yep. So we know that a really well-absorbed type of magnesium is called magnesium glycinate. Yep. And usually they come in about a 100 milligram tablet. Mm-hmm. And so you're taking four to six to eight of those tablets at bedtime, which mm-hmm. seems like a lot. Right. It, you know, at first. But if your body is very depleted in magnesium, yeah. not only might you have trouble sleeping, but you also might have trouble with leg cramps, foot cramps, Charlie horses, yep. uh, high all blood those, pressure, yeah, yep, all, all those, those things. things. Yep. So getting that amount of magnesium back into your system. And you can see with pregnancies, your body probably got depleted of, of magnesium. Yes. Because you were eating things that have magnesium like nuts and, and spinach and all those wonderful grass-fed meat, all that yeah. stuff. So exactly. you were eating it and you were absorbing it. But with three pregnancies fairly close together, your yeah. body got depleted of it. So Right. And that's probably where my sleep problems <laughs> started. Probably started. <laughs> yep. Yep. So, and I don't know if you ever, if you ended up having any leg cramps when you were. Oh, yes. Okay. If, if I didn't take magnesium during pregnancy, I got extremely excruciating leg cramps. Yes. Okay. So okay. I, that's what I did. I took it all throughout my pregnancies. Okay. So. So again, that's a pretty simple solution, yeah. isn't it? And no it, they problem. went away. Yep. yep. So, but we're going to take our second break. You are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. With this early spring, many people are experiencing seasonal discomfort. So sneezing, watery eyes, and itchy nose. Many of my clients have actually experienced relief with something called natural dehist. And this is basically a scientific formulation that addresses the issue before it can actually become a concern. And providing sinus and nasal passage support when you need it most. So natural dehist for adults and dehist junior for children. If you have questions about that or anything else about fibromyalgia, please call 651-641-1071. We'll be right back. Well, welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. I am Darlene Kavist, licensed nutritionist, and I'm here with Anna Durhock, licensed nutritionist. And we are here to answer questions about seasonal allergies. You know, three of our favorite supplements for this time of year are natural dehist. Mm -hmm. It works great. It's a natural antihistamine without the side effects. And that's so nice. Another supplement that we like a lot is Sinertrol, which reduces the inflammation in the sinuses and in the tissue. And then Aquaflora, which is actually a homeopathic formula, that kills off yeast fungus and works very effectively. 
And you can call our office to find out which supplement is best for you. And our number there is 651-699-3438. Yes. And we are actually talking about uh, fibromyalgia and how it is sleep. And we've just talked about before break a lot about talking about adding magnesium at bedtime, a good quality magnesium. Yes. That's the trick because some of the magnesiums that are being sold are not that good a quality and they really don't work. So that's one of the things that I was going to suggest to people that are listening. Yeah. If you add a supplement and you can't really tell any difference, like the magnesium, if you add 400 milligrams and nothing is happening, maybe it's the quality of the supplement. Right. And maybe you just change brands and find one that really works for you. Right. We know that our magnesium glycinate works Almost every time. <laughs> Pretty it much works. every time, yes. yes. And because of the quality. And yep. we actually spent a year of researching that magnesium yep. to produce a product that was going to work for people. And yep. it's not so big that you can't swallow Right, it. exactly. Like some of them are horse pills and you're choking them down. So, so. so let's kind of go. So we got people taking magnesium, but they yes. still can't sleep. <laughs> so let's go to the next level of how we would be working with people if they were sitting across from us at a table. Yes. So the next level, um, if magnesium's just not doing it, is something called um, 5-HTP. Mm-hmm. And 5-HTP is um, a form of tryptophan. And basically mm-hmm. what happens is 5-HTP is converted to serotonin. Right. So it's wonderful. It's that next step. And you can't make serotonin without without um, magnesium. And that's that cofactor that converts 5-HTP. Okay. So there you go. There's the connection. <laughs> so you should take magnesium with 5-HTP. So now where would we naturally, you know, we know that... Uh, the first step in this whole process is, is foods. Is foods, and where would where would we get tryptophan? So we would get tryptophan from turkey. Uh, yeah, people because again Thanksgiving. at Thanksgiving, right? You think of Thanksgiving and sleepiness and tr- tryptophan. Um, but there's a lot of different things. Any type of meat really has tryptophan in it. Eggs have high quality tryptophan. Um, so again, any any type of high quality protein, meat, eggs, fish chicken, all those things. And then so some people take tryptophan and it works great. Yep. And very, very good for people. Yep. Some t- people take the next form. It's a kind of a step up from tryptophan. And that is and it's called 5-HTP. Exactly. So again, if you don't have all the cofactors, then you, c- you might want to take 5-HTP to, to, to make it work better. And a lot of people take anywhere from, you know, one, which is usually 50 milligrams, to 100 milligrams, to 150 milligrams, to 200 200 milligrams. And that helps them uh, not only get to sleep, but to stay asleep in a deeper level. Yes. And also the next day, they usually feel much better Mm -hmm. because it has created a little bit more serotonin in their system. And serotonin makes you feel calm, relaxed, relaxed, happy, (laughs) you know, just... Does a lot of good things for us. Yes. Yes. But it's not drugged. It is a good feeling. Yes. It's normal. It's just like I think if you had sat down and had like like a nice turkey burger. Yeah. You would be making that same That's amount yeah. of tryptophan or 5-HTP. Yeah. Tryptophan, you guys, really is just an amino acid. And we get amino acids from protein, from mm-hmm. meat. So. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and I, I mean, I've had personal experience, well, I guess not personal experience, but my mother-in-law has used 5-HTP for a couple years now, and she she swears by it. So, so. it's really helping her sleep Yep, better. it's getting her into a, you know, because she used to wake up a lot. Yep. Um, and she's got a lot of stress and a lot of anxiety, and she's actually able to sleep better through the night. So then the next day, she's actually able to handle her stress at a much better level. Exactly, yes. So, and so, she takes about 100 milligrams. Okay, not a high, heavy dose. Yeah. Okay, so now maybe we have people taking magnesium, and then we have people taking maybe 5-HTP or tryptophan, and they're still struggling with (laughs) a little bit of getting to sleep. Yes. So what's another thing that sometimes we add? So another thing that uh, we have some clients take is L-theanine. Oh, that's a new word. Yeah. (laughs) L-theanine is an amino acid as well, and it's from green tea, green tea extract. So very simple. Um, and it just kind of helps calm calm the body down, calm the nerves, really. Uh, I believe it was one night this week, I think maybe it was Sunday night, I suddenly, for some reason, just couldn't seem like I could get to sleep. And I need my sleep. I just yep. have to have my sleep. <laughs> so I had theanine in my cabinet. And nice. so I just got up and I took a couple of theanine. And within, oh, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes, I was sound asleep. Yeah, very effective. No side effects in the morning. Yeah, you didn't feel groggy or anything like that at all. Yep. So now sometimes another thing that sometimes people say, oh, I don't want to be taking all these different ones. Right. So we actually have a combination product that works very well for a lot of people. And it's kind of called NeuroCalm. Yeah. Nice name, isn't it? Yeah. And that has some 5-HTP in it. It has some magnesium in it. It has some theanine. And I believe it has a little bit of GABA. And we're going to talk about GABA in a minute here. Okay. Because, you know, some people add a couple of NeuroCalm at bedtime or even up to four NeuroCalm at bedtime so they can sleep. There are many things to help people sleep Mm -hmm. without the negative side effects of a sleeping pill. Right. Because a lot of times they're addictive and you can't get off of them. Right. Um, and I've actually used NeuroCalm a few times. Um, the first time I actually used it was when me and Dar were <laughs> in Montana for a conference. And yes. I just, you know, I had been, aw- the first time I had been away from my baby and I was like, I don't know what to do. So, um, but I slept like a baby the, the night I took it. Yeah. So. And you don't you don't have that any yeah, feeling of grogginess that. or anything yeah, the next I day. Felt like your I could brain get up works and... well because you've slept well. Yep, and it's not addicting. Yep, no, you use it when you need it. Yes, that's the that's the huge factor right there. And Anna, you have sometimes with working with clients, and I mm-hmm. think you you and Cara have used it more than I have. Mm-hmm. Is a supplement that is called GABA, which yep. is another amino acid, isn't it? Yes, and it's I don't know I love it. It's it's again it, it kind of helps calm the nervous system and not like you're drugged it's it's just a natural a natural uh calming amino acid and i use it um when people have high high anxiety okay um sometimes i use it situationally like um i know cara has used it um before radio shows yes <laughs> um and i don't get like that but i've used it for um a lot of my clients if they're going to go into a high anxiety situation where they're going to see a lot of people and they, they you know mm-hmm. they don't know how to handle that um so otherwise a lot of times i'll just have them take one a day as a kind of maintenance dose to help calm their moods yep. you know calm their calm their nerves so. so do we have a caller we do okay thank you dar we have Diane. 
Good morning, Diane. Good morning, Diane. Oh, good morning. I'm How sorry. Are... Now you were talking about something else that really would help my brother. Um, <laughs> he's having terrible sleep issues, and so I've been taking all this stuff down. And I'm wondering, how soon before you go to bed would you be um, taking this? The magnesium probably about a half an hour to an mm-hmm. hour before. Okay. And it, then... Um, I could... Go ahead. He's, he's having an awful, awful time. So would you recommend just going right to the NeuroCalm thing? Yes, I would. Yeah. Okay. And that would be the same thing about a half an hour before bed? Yes, about a half an hour before. Okay. And then when I was asking my question, you started talking about, I'm so excited, high anxiety. And he also has that. And was that an additional thing or was that? Well, you know, the theanine actually helps with high anxiety. But, you mm-hmm. know, I think I would start with the... Um, magnesium and the neural calm. Yeah. Okay. And uh, then you'll see maybe just maybe if he just can sleep, yeah. his anxiety, anxiety level will really come down. That's that's what I think it is. I think this has gotten so out of control. Yes. Yeah. And, and that's true for a lot of people. Okay. You guys are awesome. My husband has chronic situs, so when I flipped the radio on today, it was just like bonus, bonus, bonus. <laughs> so thank you. Awesome. I just attended your menopause class, and that was awesome, too. So. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you, Diane. All right. Great. <laughs> Appreciate it. Good questions. Well, awesome. I suppose it is that break time again, isn't it? Yes. It's our last break. So you are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition, and the warm weather is here. Maybe a little bit early, maybe a month early. Yes. Remember those 80 degree days in March? Um, but still, the warm weather is telling us to take off the coats and the big sweaters, and we have to put on those shorts and tank tops. So maybe you decided it's time to sign up for Nutrition for Weight Loss if you'd like to lose some of those those much needed pounds. Um, so, or not needed pounds, right? <laughs> you don't need the extra pounds. So we have our nutrition for weight loss classes starting up, um, next Monday, April 7th. Uh, wait, is Monday, April 7th? Oh no, it's That's a, different. Yeah, it, Monday, to, uh, the 9th, April 9th, Monday, April 9th. All right. That's when they start. Okay. Because I know Thank I you. work next Saturday, and that's the seventh. Anyway. Oh, okay. okay. Wrong date. <laughs> so Monday, April 9th. All right. And we have classes starting in Woodbury. Um, we also have classes on Tuesday in Chanhassen and Wyzetta, Wednesday in St. Paul and Lakeville, Thursday in North Oaks and St. Paul. And we also have Saturday classes in St. Paul and Wyzetta. So for the next 12 weeks, you can have a plan designed just for you. It is easy to follow with a group of like-minded, goal-centered people and a knowledgeable and supportive instructor. It all says success right there. It spells it out. So success with energy, success with less aches and pains, success with less cravings, success with a better metabolism and weight loss. So if you are interested, please call today, 651-699-3438, or go online at weightandwellness.com. Thank you so much. The quality of a person's diet contributes significantly to preventing disease and restoring health. Now, every time you make a dietary choice, you're sending a message to your body that it is either positive or negative. And the three most important immune-boosting foods is animal protein, and we recommend grass-fed animal protein. Yes. Lots of fruits and vegetables, and if you can buy organic, it's going to be better. In healthy fats such as avocados and olive oil and nuts and seeds. Things to avoid. Processed starch and sugar, cakes, cookies, muffins, soft drinks, ice cream, popcorn, crackers, bread, breakfast cereals, and energy drinks. 
these foods directly suppress the immune system. Right. And we want healthy immune systems so that we stay healthy. Yeah, and so we don't have to deal with seasonal allergies either. Yes, or cancer. Or cancer, or, or, or heart disease, or, or any you of know, those things. Yeah. You know, this goes on. way back at the beginning of the show, we started this discussion with a simple solution for fibromyalgia. We recommended supplementing with vitamin D if your level is low. Yep. Now we're looking at more complex reasons. Is gluten intolerance behind your fibromyalgia symptom? Mm-hmm. In one study, 123 patients with fibromyalgia, 73% of those people suffered from irritable bowel syndrome. Wow. And about 2% of the population has fibromyalgia. Well, out of this other p- people that had irritable bowel, nine of those patients in this study had celiac disease, mm-hmm. which is a very severe gluten problem. Right. These people had fibromyalgia. The research may suggest if you have fibromyalgia, it may be time to look to food sensitivities as a possible solution to your symptoms. Yes. So. Yes. And I I mean, I suggest first eliminate all gluten grains from your diet. So that means you have to stop eating bread, crackers, pasta, muffins, cookies, cakes, and all those favorite foods with flour for six weeks. You can do that for six weeks, right? Yeah, I anybody, could. You could anybody do that. could. And then determine if you are feeling better. If not, continue to stay off the gluten and also eliminate all dairy products, which can be milk, cheese, yogurt, cottage cheese, even cream cheese. So all, all those things for, six, for another six weeks and determine if you feel better. My clients have reported less aches and pains, less bloating. They don't have any constipation. Their diarrhea has gone away. Um, there's less brain fog, less depression, and much better sleep. You know, Anna, I bet if you're asking if I stopped eating bread, pasta, bagels, crackers, this is what people out there that are listening <laughs> are saying. Well, what can I eat then? Right. You know, as nutritionists, it seems real simple to us, doesn't it? Because we've been doing it for years. Yes. Right. I think getting the nutritional help from a knowledgeable nutritionist is really the answer because there are a lot of solutions. Yes. You know, last week on the show, Nell mentioned um, that it is too difficult to piecemeal a plan together mm-hmm. from nutritional sound bites. I love that. <laughs> that was awesome. I love when she said that, too. Especially if you have a major health problem and maybe you've got a little fiber fog going. Yeah. How are you ever going to do this on your own? Right. And if you don't have support at home, yes. th- you're never going to stick to anything. So, yeah. So when you give up gluten grains, your carbohydrate, har- carbohydrate choices are going to be vegetables and fruits. Gluten grains for many people are very inflammatory. And gluten, for those of you who don't know what it is, it's a protein in grains. Um, wheat, rye, barley, kumut, spelt, um, oats even, if oats they're, not, even. If they're mm-hmm. not gluten-free. So definitely all those grains are so, going to Anna, cause inflammation. do you mean to say that maybe eating oatmeal for breakfast is maybe causing a little inflammation? Sometimes, yes, if you're sensitive to gluten. But so many people, this is another one of those sound bites right. that Nell was talking about. So many people believe that they should eat oatmeal eat, because even of if they don't fiber like it. And, right. I, you know, actually, and I had a client <laughs> this week that said, you know, every time I eat oatmeal, I know I should be eating oatmeal, but I get acid reflux after I eat oatmeal. <laughs> You're like, well, don't eat it. <laughs> yeah, but they had heard right. Dr. Oz had said you should eat oatmeal yep. for breakfast. 
And I said, no, it doesn't work that way for everyone. Oatmeal can be good for some people. Yep, right, right. But it's not good for everyone. And that same thing with my mom. My mom was like, you know, she was she she's not even a huge fan of oatmeal, you know, mm-hmm. but she was trying to eat it because she know, knew it, it was so good it's supposed for to lower your cholesterol yeah. and all those things. And she's like, I would get just a horrible stomach and these hives. And I was like, you can't do that, mom. So <laughs> everybody's different. But so rather than those inflammatory grains, some people can handle them, but a lot of people with fibromyalgia can't. So while vegetables are very, very anti-inflammatory. So, you know, we place the grains with the vegetables. So rather than toast, you could eat half a sweet potato with and breakfast. And actually, once you get into the habit of eating a half a sweet potato with your eggs for breakfast, it's delicious. you prefer that over yeah. the toast, don't you? Exactly. Yep. Yeah. And rather than a bagel, you could eat some organic hash browns. And the reason we say organic potatoes is if you've ever watched the planes fly over the potato fields <laughs> spraying them, that's you'll understand why you need to eat organic yes. uh, potatoes. Yes. They are heavily sprayed yes. with pesticides. Yes. So, And then instead of crackers, you could eat almond butter and celery. That's oh, that very sounds tasty, great. And it's just as crunchy. Um, instead of cake, eat a bowl of blueberries and put some cream on those blueberries. Actually, totally last night I had a few blueberries with a little bit of coconut milk on Ooh, top. Oh, Yum. And that tasted very good. That's Leah's favorite, too. Yes. Yes. I picked that one up from her. (laughs) I I thought so. And then instead of cookies, you can have a pear. And sometimes when the pears are really juicy, I slice them really thin, and then I I saute them with a little butter and cinnamon. They're delicious. Very good. So it's just like dessert. It's just kind of opening up your mind to new possibilities. Exactly. And again, the simple task of substituting veggies and fruits for processed grains is going to help eliminate the inflammation and the aches and pains that you might be experiencing. So, you know, we have really helped hundreds of clients with fibromyalgia reduce those nagging symptoms and restore their energy and their well-being. You know, for some people, it takes just a few weeks. Yep. But I know for some people, it takes up to three years of eating in the right, correct balance with good protein, some grass-fed meat, some vegetables, and some good fat over and over, day after day, before their immune system responds to that. But eventually it will respond Mm -hmm. and people feel better. Actually, Mm -hmm. people feel better immediately. It's just not not 100%. It's not like they were 100% the way they were before they came down with these symptoms. Yep. And as we kind of, you know, we kind of talked about three simple things through the show. We talked about first adding maybe some vitamin D or at least having your level checked. Yeah. We also talked about sleep. Sleep. And how important it is to get that sleep so your body can de-stress and relax and all those things. And sometimes that's way more complex than what we make it out to be. So with sleep, always eat a bedtime 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 snack. snack. With some fat in it and a little little bit of carbohydrate, a little bit of fruit, a little bit of avocado. Yeah. Works perfectly. Yep. Take your magnesium. Yep. And if, you know, you've got a little bit more anxiety or need to calm those nerves, maybe a little NeuroCalm or L-theanine or or even 5-HTP. Yep. Yep. And the other thing, then you take take a look at if you've got everybody sleeping and (laughs) everybody's vitamin D and you're still having symptoms, maybe then you start to look at food sensitivities. Yep. And you maybe will take out the gluten grains. Yeah. And that makes it very simple. And then the other thing that some people need to really take out 
are there dairy products because again it is the protein in yeah, dairy which casein. is called casein yep. that is inflammatory for a limited number of people. Yep. But we have to look at all the possibilities. And then underneath all this, we have to teach people how to eat right. to support their immune function. Yeah. And that is again Anna, how do you eat to support your immune system? <laughs> eat the wonderful, high-quality grass-fed meat. Mm-hmm. Ha- add some vegetables to that and some high-quality fat like butter, olive oil, nuts, and seeds. And there you go. And you're supporting your immune system by what you're putting in your mouth. And that's the most important part anyway because that's going to prevent us from getting cancer. And it's going to keep our hearts healthy. And it's going to prevent diabetes and all those things because it's, again, what our body needs and not all this excess sugar that's going to suppress the immune system. And I think one of the harder things for people to really understand and believe 100% (laughs) is that when they eat sugar or they go to their bridge game and they eat the candies or the cookies or whatever those things are that people serve at those events, Events. um, I don't have time for that, but (laughs) whatever people eat at those things, that that, those are products that are inflammatory and they're going to create aches and pains in people's bodies and they're not going to feel well. Right. And so you have to really be conscious of eliminating those things day after day, meal after meal, snack after snack. <laughs> so thank you, Anna. Thank I you appreciate so much, you Chuck. being here today. Yes. I really fun. appreciated you being here today. <laughs> so Me too. everyone, have a great day. Thank, thank you, you for listening. expressed are those of the hosts or presenters. They are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Statements made with respect to products have not been evaluated by the FDA.